The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 14, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, coming up on today's show, the goth ninjas are here today, Jody Hamilton from the Stephanie Miller Show, and David T. Rex Ferguson from the T. Rex Report podcast. We have a gigantic bombshell from Jerry Nadler about Matt Whitaker and SDNY. We'll get to that in just a few seconds here. Manafort was indicted by the New York DA yesterday, which means Manafort's going to jail for a really, really long time. And both Manafort's lawyer and Trump lied about collusion yesterday. We'll dive into that today, too. And we've got music from Mia Montenegro and Richard Turgeon, so stand by for our indie music today. Uh, meanwhile, let's talk about Patreon. Okay, everyone's raving about my interview with the great Donna Halper yesterday, the former Cleveland rock DJ, who discovered my favorite band, Rush, and introduced America to the greatest rock and roll band of all time, right? She's also a politics and media professor up in Cambridge, Massachusetts, so she knows things. Everyone's falling in love with Donna, and you should too. Make sure to bookmark our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. If you dig what you hear, please help support this completely independent podcast for $1, $5, $10, or $15 per month. And depending on your subscription amount, We'll give you hours of weekly bonus content, including our post-mortem show recorded after the end credits roll on our Tuesday and Thursday shows, along with our Friday after-party podcast and the 90-minute ultimate edition of this show without commercials. We're also posting all kinds of free content on our Patreon page, including our Wednesday interview show with people like Malcolm Nance, John Fugelsang, Tony Atamanek, Jillian Barbary, Stephen Weber, and the Frangela duo, oh, and Donna Helper. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say... A leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looks like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. And it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This wars off smells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather who was Irish. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything <laughs> for a pot of gold. Bob Seska. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> Who else see a leprechaun say yeah? Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
It is the Trump Prizes Day 784, 600 days until the 2020 presidential election. And, oh my God, we've got Jody Hamilton, we've got David T-Rex Ferguson right here. Hi, hello, how Goth are ninjas. you? Goth Ninjas! <laughs> that's right, the Goth Ninjas are here. I for, you know what? Woohoo! So many things going on, I completely forgot about the new uh, collective nickname for both of you. It's like your Frangela nickname. You're, you're now the Goth uh, yes, Ninjas. Yes, Goth Ninjas. Yes. <laughs> Uh, okay, so today we've got music from uh, one of our wonderfully talented Patreon subscribers, Mia Montenegro. Today, her album, Somewhere in Between, needs to be the soundtrack to your springtime. I'm telling you that now. Trust me. We also have a song from uh, an old friend of mine, Richard Turgeon. Richard, let me try that again. Richard Turgeon with a track from his album, In Between the Spaces. Look for the links in the description under this podcast. Okay. Turgeon. And some, oh, at, at some point... Uh, T Rex, you have to uh, you have to get your album finished so I can play it on the show. Where I, you know, my my bass player is on vacation. He's actually in Europe right oh, now. Right. As soon as he he's got all the files, he's our engineer and producer. So we need to get it mastered, uh, and then we'll be done. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> that think it's sounds be... that sounds like trouble to me. That sounds that's like oh, my bass player took off with all of our master tapes, and now he's in Europe with quotes around that. <laughs> yeah. He'll be back. All of his cars are here. Um, <laughs> right. He's like at this. He keeps buying these uh, antique Porsches. On like, he he'll find like a junked out like Porsche from the late '60s, early '70s, and take really? it home and restore it. And he's got four now. We actually want to use them in the in the uh, photo shoots for the album, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah we're on track to be the, your feel bad album of the summer. Yeah, you so. know it's it's hard to have sympathy with your for your band if you guys I, you know I imagine you guys as struggling musicians trying to make it good and trying to um, put put together your album and everything like that. Your, your bass player is is collecting Porsches for God's sake. First of all, they're old. Yeah. I see. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, so they're and old. that's like the only thing he spends money on. He works like. Yeah. I don't want to get all his business out here in the world. He makes he works doing installations of audiovisual equipment and like for things like mega churches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So he's like he's the one guy in the band who can balance his checkbook and actually like come up, you know, swinging and <laughs> right in full of despair. Well, did you uh, did you guys both see the uh, the Jerry Nadler statement yesterday coming out of a, yes. a meeting with Matt Whitaker, Jody? I, you know, I I heard that there is no transcript of this, which is so tantalizingly wrong. Yeah, isn't it strange yeah. that they wouldn't have any transcript or any recording of this conversation with Matt Whitaker in the uh, Judiciary Committee? Uh, that seems odd unless there's something classified and that's right. why we're not getting it i mean yeah. that's the only reason yeah well do what they normally i mean normally do you see like I, i'm yeah. not yeah there's usually a transcriptionist there yeah well he was going in i mean he contradicted his previous his public testimony uh-huh yeah yeah he did i mean obviously he's under some scrutiny here for lying in his public testimony but what he said nadler stepped out of the uh the committee hearing room and said something to the effect of that Whitaker was, quote, directly involved in conversations about whether to fire one or more U.S. attorneys. He also said something to the effect of uh, uh, that Whitaker was involved in conversation about the scope of the recusal of Jeffrey Berman. He's the U.S. attorney in Manhattan uh, from the Michael Cohen investigation. Of course, Jeffrey Berman took over for Preet Bharara in that spot after Preet Bharara was fired. And then Trump installed Jeffrey Berman in there and then Jeffrey Berman haha hilariously recused himself right away and of course you never hear about that from Trump 
Yeah, he never he never talks about the fact that uh, Jeffrey Berman recused himself, except with Matt Whitaker when Matt Whitaker was the acting attorney general. And now it's like, oh, oh, shit, he's recused himself. How do we get him back on the case? How do we get him? How do we get this loyalist? Well, I mean, this is like I've never before the Trump administration, never, ever, ever, ever even heard the phrase unrecused. Right. It's not a right. thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like undie. Yeah. You know, like it's like once you're recused from something, you are recused. It's a done deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, there was a, uh, I mean, wasn't there a situation unrecused. too with uh, Devin Nunes recusing himself and the House Intelligence Committee over anything having to do with Russia? And then continuing to direct the committee? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. And then it was explained to someone. I think a piece of shit. Rod Rosenstein. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, Rod Rosenstein explained to someone, he's like, well, you know, someone who recuses themselves, that they're... They're their own manager of their own recusal, which is to say that they can suddenly not be recused if they decide Mm -hmm. I don't want to be recused from this meeting. So I'm just going to participate in this meeting. And uh, yeah, really, really strange. I forget exactly what the meeting was, but it was a high powered. I think it was like a gang of eight meeting. And uh, and how, you know, Devin Nunes was there for some reason. And uh, even though he had recused himself. So that was Mm. bizarre. But I mean. Despite all of that, obviously, what Donald Trump wants to do is, and it's so strange, it's so strange to see the difference between how Donald Trump is approaching uh, the Mueller report or the Mueller investigation versus how he's approaching the SDNY investigation, Mm -hmm. which is much more of a behind-the-scenes thing, which indicates to me that he's a lot more panicked about that. He just doesn't want his red hats getting a, a full whiff of what's happening in SDNY. And I imagine they don't. I imagine the red hats don't have any clue uh, what's happening in that particular investigation because he just hasn't really talked about it. They don't talk about it on Fox News Channel either. It's just, I mean, other than maybe some comments from Judge Napolitano or something like that, or maybe an actual hard news story from uh, Brett Baer or someone. But, I mean, beyond that, it's not really one of those things like the no collusion, Mueller and his conflicted Democrats and the Lisa Page and her lover, Peter Strzok. All of that. Yeah, there's nothing like that surrounding the SDNY case, which uh, I, I don't know. Shep Smith actually kind of took a stand yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. I saw it in a, an email about that's a media tracker thing I subscribed yeah. to. Where he was just saying that, you know, it's he was pretty much declaring war on the opinion side. Mm-hmm, I, he was, right. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. But at the same time, he was just kind of like. You know, mm. <laughs> people need to. He gave a speech. He was given an award at some ceremony, uh, and he was just saying, you know, we need to be, you know, arbiters of the truth. Yeah, we need to not spread disinformation. We need to not truck in conspiracy theories. Um, yeah, he said the months and weeks ahead will bring real trials. You know, I, I wonder with Shepard Smith what what his email looks like. You know, because he, <laughs> he constantly does that. I mean, maybe like once a month, Shepard Smith says something that you go, oh, wow, it, a little bit of light shining through the uh, Fox News bubble there. And Shepard Smith is actually saying something important that is linked to, you know, facts and the truth. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I wonder what the diehards do. I wonder what the Red Hats do. As soon as they hear that, they have to be going after him. I mean, I, they do. I, a friend of uh, the family, he's a big Fox news viewer and, yeah. and if ever I post anything that Shep Smith's speaking truth he goes yeah he shouldn't be on the network <laughs> wow yeah I mean it's just uh, it seems like uh, it shouldn't be it seems like one of those things that shouldn't exist Shepard Smith shouldn't be on that network but there there he is and it's actually a really good he's thing he's kind I of mean, their human credential yeah you <laughs> know, like in a way but I mean I kind of think god if I was a re- you know if I was 
him, I would just pack my bags and just yeah. be like, let's get out of here. Because, I mean, it's really not a news organization. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's an anti-news organization. They, they like, actively try to stop people from doing journalism. <laughs> right, right. And that's it's not healthy. Yeah, and it just seems like uh, the whole network, obviously, is a propaganda outlet for Trump, but then they have these little moments where, you, you know, and it's strange that Judge Napolitano is one of them, too, where suddenly, you know, he'll... He'll say something pro-Trump, and then suddenly he'll drop some sort of truth bomb, like, the next day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a little bit of that information getting through to the Red Hats can't be a bad thing. And, you know, everyone says, when is Shepard Smith going to start working at MSNBC or maybe even CNN? And I go, no, I I want him right there, right where he is. Fox News Channel. Shepard Smith on Fox News Channel is an absolute good thing, even if... He's getting Even if like no one believes him? death threats all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, sure he is. They have to have extra security on him. They have to. Yeah. I, the, well, God, oh my God, I can't even imagine the things that people mail to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always imagine that scene from the uh, talk radio that Eric Bogosian, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Oliver Stone movie, where he's opening up that package and it's like a dead rat wrapped in a Nazi flag or something like that. <laughs> just you know that kind of shit. I imagine Shepard Smith getting letters and and packages like that all the time because it's. Just that kind of toxic environment. So, but mm-hmm. and nevertheless, I don't know where this is going to go, but it just seems like, you know, add this to the long, long list of crimes, right? Like this guy is deliberately trying to uh, obstruct justice with the SDNY investigation, or at least he did. I'm talking about Trump mm-hmm. and Matt right. Whitaker. Uh, and of course, Matt Whitaker, I believe, said something to the effect of, well, no, I didn't. <laughs> I told him he can. We, we can't do anything about SDNY. We can't put Jeffrey Berman back in charge of that. He has recused himself. He would have to voluntarily unrecuse himself. The I fu- feel like every time we talk about Matt Whitaker, there should be splashing sounds. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, I did have a Matt Whitaker sound that uh, I was using for a while. I think uh, Mr. Water Feature. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Attorney General Water Water feature. Can we, I want to talk about something. I, I mean, you, you probably have an agenda set up for the next hour at least, but there's something I saw on Twitter that really was disturbing to me yeah. today. It was Daniel Dale. You know, he's the, the fact checker guy from Toronto Star. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was put up a paragraph from a discussion of Trump to Breitbart on mm-hmm. how the left plays tough. Did you see this? Oh, yeah. yeah. By, by the way, here's the sound of Matt Whitaker sweating. There it is. <laughs> Thank you. It's very zen. Matt, could you go stand over there in the corner and just sweat? And just I'll sweat for us. We'll meditate for 15 minutes. You know? yeah. <laughs> Matt Whitaker's here and he's going to sweat for us all. Everyone gather around. <laughs> this is good. There he goes. Ah. So, so, I'm sorry. I, I was interrupting nice with the sweating sound. sound. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, please, please proceed. Trump to Breitbart. Yeah. I have the support of the police, the support oh, of yeah. the military, oh, yeah. the support of the bikers for Trump. I have the tough people, but they don't play it tough, meaning us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Until they go to a certain point, and then it would be very bad. Very bad. 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 That's a that's a threat. Yes. I mean, that's an open threat, and I think it's really now time to start worrying about like how are we going to remove him? Because yeah. I think he's going to try to hang on like a tick at this point. Mm-hmm. I, you and, know, I don't I don't think he's right though that you know yeah he could call to arms the bikers for Trump that are all in their seventies. <laughs> First off, yeah. yeah. Um, secondly, I don't think this. God forbid he makes it to the election and is voted out. Mm-hmm. If we don't get rid of him ahead of time, 
the Secret Service. First off, there's a new guy being sworn in on January 20th. He's the president then, or she, and that person yeah. has the authority to kick his ass out. Wow. And and the, the National Guard and the Ar- whatever would protect the White House. The Marines, I believe, are the... the the armed services that protect the White House, yeah. they would step up and protect us from this guy trying to take over. Trust, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, as I, much as you know, I, I go crazy. That's that. That is not something that keeps me up at night. I don't believe that he could not leave. I think they would take him, out, arrest him, and take him out. I, I really hope that's the case because being the commander in chief of the U.S. I armed services. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, didn't Michael Cohen? I mean, Michael Cohen said that there's a very strong there chance will be that no a peaceful transfer of power. I disagree because because he'll at that point he's trespassing. That's true. I mean, but but he also is the commander in chief of the U.S. military, and he will until be until January twentieth of twenty twenty one. Yeah. So if he if he holds his ground until January twentieth, twenty twenty one, and then the new person is sworn in, that person is now the commander in chief. That Get is true. Get the guy out and arrest him. Well, it could also be that uh, Donald. Trump calls for the arrest of whoever the uh, the winner of the election is, mm-hmm. and then that person. I don't even can't... think Congress would stand for that because don't they have to ratify the election or con- uh, ratifies the, not the right word? Well, don't they have to certify the election. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, short of that, though, uh, all he really needs to do is to delegitimize the winner with half the country, and so then he would have some sort of popular support with Congress. Uh, to, not only, half the country. They're a third of the country. It's, and that's the other that. thing. And, and that's the other thing. If the Electoral College is overwhelmingly, if it's a, if it's a Goldwater Miller um, or a McGovern situation, yeah. um, uh, then there is no... Uh, support at that point if right. it's if it's a Reagan situation if it's a you know that kind of situation and it's more than just a squeak by right. in a couple of states it's it's not going to be th- I don't think I think people are motivated now unlike in 2016 in 2018 we were motivated and I think we're even more motivated now mm-hmm. well you know what Jody I think Malcolm Nance agrees with you he uh, he also retweeted this Daniel Dale piece about uh, Trump and Breitbart and this mm-hmm. whole business uh, this obvious threat is what it is yeah. uh, Malcolm Nance said this is stoking civil war the military mm-hmm. won't be following any unlawful orders neither will most cops so that leaves the bikers yep. <laughs> 90% of whom mm-hmm. are over 70. over 70 exactly right in fact here's the uh, Here's the head of the uh, bikers for Trump. Fun trick is to no. tell them stories they, that they're, don't go they're always so old. I, like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville. <laughs> <laughs> we called it Morganville at the time. <laughs> we used to wear we onions on our belt. belt. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Well, so we're, we're going to wait and see what goes on with this uh, with this threat. What happens with Jerry Nadler? But meanwhile, yesterday, uh, Paul Manafort now has to face seven years in prison. So what, we'll start with Jody. What do you think? Is is Donald Trump going to pardon Paul Manafort? And, you know, obviously we know it's not going to matter because of New York, but we'll get to that in just one second. I mean, do you think that uh, Trump will even go so far as to say, well, I'm going to do what I can, so I'm going to pardon him, right? I, you know, part of me thinks, yeah, just because he can. And another part of me thinks, why would he? Because it's going to get backlash even from his some of his supporters. Yeah. Because it's obvious at that point, even some of the diehard, oh, there's nothing there. Okay, Paul Manafort, was just, why is he pardoning him? Uh, they'll, he'll just say it's trumped up charge. He'll say they never found, they've already laid the groundwork with the no collusion on a trial verdict that had nothing to do with collusion. Right. There were yeah. no charges of collusion. It was felony counts of tax fraud. Have, you, have either of you heard any information about when Trump's next rally is going to be? Because remember with the Joe Arpaio 
uh, pardoned. He oh, mentioned it true. somehow during a rally. He just wedged it in there and, and, and mentioned, well, I'm thinking about pardoning Joe Arpaio. Should I do it? Should I do it? And he raised, stretches his arms and all the red outs so go tired of this nightmare timeline. I know. It I really know, is me too. just horrible. I'm just exhausted. Rachel Maddow did a hell of a show last night, and it was so good and so compelling, though. By the end of it, I was utterly exhausted. I mean, just one thing after another that are colossal story the jerry nadler story that is a gigantic story the threat to use the military and the police and the bikers for trump another gigantic story and that doesn't even crack the surface of all the stories that have been happening in the 20 last Mm -hmm. 24 hours and i guess by now we should all be accustomed to it but it is just such a horrible horrible nightmare that we're in we're we are in the back to the future 2 timeline in which biff tannen is uh in charge of uh, the entire town and has the casino and (laughs) Married to Marty McFly's mother and all that crap. Is Roger Stone in court today? Yeah, he was. Is what he, happened yeah, is there? He supposed to? <laughs> he said, "What happened there?" See? See, I'm a professional political commentator. I have no <laughs> idea what happened with Roger Stone today. I don't think, I, I don't think it was due until the end of the day. I think yeah, I don't think like, the the news has come out yet because I mean, the thing's on the Twitter okay. machine. So <sighs> breathe, the, Bob. Yeah, Twitter's breathe. gonna explode when it. Yes, there is yeah, a I'm video. Sure. I haven't seen the whole thing yet, but yeah. Kathy Griffin narrated a sort of little short biographical, like ten minute video about Roger Stone, and it's oh Kathy really? Griffin, so that's so that hilarious. sounds great. Kathy Griffin did a, a little like uh, audio documentary about Roger Stone. Yes. Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> cool. I have to go look at that. See, here's how in touch I am with things. I have no idea what the hell's going on. Uh, but I do know that uh, Cy Vance, the uh, New York District Attorney, has indicted uh, uh, Paul Manafort, which is, again, another great way to head off any sort of pardon mm-hmm. at the pass. Because it's all stuff that he's already confessed to. Yeah, and what's the story, Jody? You're our legal expert. What's the story <laughs> with um, law and order degrees? That's right. With, with what happens? <laughs> so what happens if Donald Trump pardons Paul Manafort? He goes to trial in New York, um, right. provided the courts allow the thing to go through because of the double jeopardy rules. But uh, but the, he's being charged with different crimes, so double mm-hmm. jeopardy would not uh, be applied. Right. And by the way, that's still not the Supreme Court right now. Is, is in the process of hearing a case where somebody was um, uh, acquitted on state charges and then charged federally or vice versa, and he's mm-hmm. suing basically going, I was tried for the same crime twice. Well, technically a state crime is not the same, but that's my opinion. Um, so the Supreme Court is going to be looking at that because that's how a lot of civil rights violations go. Where somebody gets yeah. off in murder, but they are tried on civil rights, which is not the same crime. Yeah, you. right. Um, but I forget, this is... I guess more of a closer thing that basically was the same crime, but one's at federal level, one's at the state level. Yeah. But these, the crimes that he's charged for, I believe, in New York State are not the same crimes he was charged. Like, like mortgage fraud is not a federal crime. Exactly. This is a state crime. This is a different mm-hmm. crime completely. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where double jeopardy probably wouldn't mm-hmm. um, take place. And then the other thing is, is if he were to be pardoned, he would be immediately released from, jail, from prison. Because he's pardoned. Sure. Um, and then the question would be, would the, new, would the state um, judges allow him to remain out on bail? Yeah. And plus, he, isn't there something about how uh, he would be able to testify moving forward in other cases? Isn't there something having to do with, the, uh, with pardons and then the person yeah, who was pardoned? I would hope. I, see, that's where, that's where the question lies with the Bill Barr pardons with everybody in Iran-Contra mm-hmm. in December of uh, 1992. Because that shut down that case, which seems odd to me. Okay, they were all pardoned, but weren't you going to go after 
the president and the previous president mm-hmm. for these crimes anyway. Therefore, what do the pardons matter? Basically, they have no right to plead the Fifth Amendment because they've been pardoned. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Well, so what we understand now is just starting back at the top again. So Paul Manafort commits crime a right and that crime that action him committing that crime uh translates to you know a federal offense that he's already been convicted for and has been sentenced Mm -hmm. for but then there's also state level statutes that are different than the federal statutes that still that apply to the same crime so basically that one crime splits into two different um legal statutes that have been violated one at the state level one at the federal level and so he can be charged separately for those because those are two different different entities that were harmed yeah yeah but like it, but if, if i rob two people and and we only charge me for one person that i robbed the second person should be able to come after oh, me that's yeah. true and it's still it's stealing from the state and stealing from the federal it's two judiciary different entities federal yeah Right, right. Those right. are two different entities. Therefore, I don't see double jeopardy at all. Mm, interesting. But okay. the, you know, it is just—it is only based on my master's degree from Law and Order SVU. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Right. It's as close as we get to a legal expert. So it's much, <laughs> much more than what I know. I don't know anyway. So it's well, that- Je- Jenny's our authority on celebrity sightings. And- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Legal issues. No. <laughs> We're taking our Model A to Stephanie's house to say hi to John Cryer today. Oh, again, oh. is John Cryer going to be there today, or is yes, they're recording he's the happy that today? Hour guest. Yeah, he's the happy hour guest. Oh wow! Time. Oh, that's so cool. So okay. you're you're going to be stopping by there? Yes, in our Model A. Oh. <laughs> oh, there we go. So hold well, on to your hats, ladies. T- tell John Cryer <laughs> if he wants to keep uh, retweeting me, he has to start following me. I will tell I'm, him. I'm not that kind of girl. I'm not, I'm not the kind it took of girl. It forever to follow me, and I've known the man for 20 years. Oh, wow. So anyway, well, that, that's so exciting, because he's the new Lex Luthor, and I, I, yeah, I love that's, that. Yeah, he's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, have fun. Have fun. I, uh, I, I wish I could be, like, be let's there. Let's go get a, let's go get a dope over at Shreds. <laughs> the music, it just kills me. Like, How you doing? Back from the war, huh? Yeah, just, that's right. You need to have that snappy dialogue. It's so great. I wish people still talked like that. Yeah, it's what do they call that? The North Atlantic accent. I see. I still see little hints of that now and then, where people still adopt that that accent, that sort of contrived nineteen forties, nineteen fifties Hollywood accent. Nineteen forty nine calling. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. And I don't know why we don't talk yeah. like that anymore. And now we have like up talking and and like vocal fry and like. And I don't have so much of a problem with vocal fry. I understand women trying to make their voices deeper because men don't listen to high-pitched sounds, apparently. What do you That's mean? Just... You don't listen to high-pitched voices? Yeah, no, yeah, but, no one like, likes high-pitched voices. <laughs> the, oh <laughs> the thing that I can't stand is when it's all one single vowel sound. Oh, yeah. And hello, I think we're responsible for that. Gen X over here. Uh, oh, my God. The, oh, my God, David. You no, really it's kind like of a that. new thing. It sounds like it came right out of Valley Girl. I mean, it just yeah, so, it sounds, sounds like, like an Zappa. offshoot of Valley. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Exactly. It's more of a, like, less of a monitor. With a Valley Girl, it's up and down. Yeah, like, I like totally, you know. And it's, <laughs> oh, my God, David. She's totally speaking English. I don't know why you don't know how. one vowel. Oh, my God. <laughs> David. I suggest consonants. David, oh. why don't you understand what you say? Well, okay, so uh, I, I hate to interrupt all of the fun. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> Bob's desperately trying to keep us on course with politics, and Joni and I are just like, let me drive. I want to go in the ditch. 
I, I mean, I, I love it. I love talking about accents, <laughs> funny accents. We were talking we're about... We're the bad kids. Yeah. We I totally mean, it, it'd be great if we could get Kimberly in here to do her Baltimore accent. That That is the funniest of all accents. The Baltimore accent is just utterly classic. You know, just to watch, uh, watch Hairspray and then, yeah. you know. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about Paul Manafort's lawyer and Donald Trump both all right. lying about collusion. Because they lied their asses off about collusion. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing that they're even able to to get away with that without being apprehended by like guys in white suits carrying uh, butterfly nets. You know what I mean? It's, and I right. love me jackets. Yeah. It's like we see one thing happen and it's clear and we know that it happened and it is factual. And then Donald Trump, as if none of that happened, says exactly the opposite. So we're going to dig into that in just one second. But first... I want to talk about a brand new sponsor here on the show, Bugger Off Bug Repellent at BuggerOffBomb.com. <laughs> this is a, it's a beautiful spring day here in the D.C. Metroplex, right? And it's making me want to unplug my computer, race my way out the door. I'm just going to do leave the house right get my bike and ride like the wind but before long the air especially here in and around the swamp will be filled with stinging biting insects right i'm sure you have that a lot in in athens georgia right t-rex oh god yes Yeah. yeah and some of those insects that sting you actually get caught in amber and then are fossilized and then you can you know people in the future will be able to harvest that dna and make all kinds of new t-rexes you know like 65 million years from now isn't that how it works could possibly go wrong (laughs) Right. So uh, literally no one says, I love getting bit by flying insects. This was the motivation and driving force behind creating a product that works for everyone. Raise your hand if mosquito bites are the worst. Anyone? Hello? Anyone want to raise hand? Hello? Yeah. No one likes that. Bugger Off is made uh, is handmade in small batches by Karen Reese in the wilds of the Pacific Northwest. Here are your four steps to being bug-free this summer. Rub the bomb between your palms. That's step number one. Step number two, cover the desired areas. Uh, there, there we go. Uh, wait, <laughs> wait and feel mosquitoes being repelled. Hopefully you won't actually feel the mosquitoes being repelled because they will just be repelled and they won't come anywhere near you. And number four, repeat in a few hours for true happiness and enjoy. All right. So, by the way, holy hell, it smells way better. I've got a, uh, a tin right here of my bugger off bomb. I can't wait to use it. It smells way better than any store-bought repellents. Bugger off smells nice. clean and fresh. It won't stain your clothing. Plus, no more skeeter bites, right? Another line of defense against any insect-borne diseases, too. Just $10.95, $10.95 at buggeroffbomb.com. That's B-U-G-G-E-R-O-F-F-B-A-L-M. Dot com Again, that's buggeroffbomb, buggeroffbomb.com, or just click the link on the podcast page, and we thank you so much. The Bob Seska Show. This is one of our super talented listeners, our, one of our Patreon subscribers, Mia Montenegro. I love, love, love this album. This is the perfect album for springtime. Roll the windows down in your car and just turn it up. Good voice. I just love this. I love this so much. Yep. My heart is pounding through and through. 
It's uh, miamontenegro.bandcamp.com. I'll put a link to it under the description here on the show. This is great. I love this so much. Yeah, I'm super picky about singers, and I really like her voice. Yeah, she's got a great, great voice. The album is called Somewhere in Between, and it needs to be the soundtrack to your springtime. Seriously. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mia Montenegro. A little Annie Lennox, a little Debbie Harry. Yeah. You know, L- like, little bit, little bit Indigo uh, Girls too, and yeah, it's just yes, really. That's uh, what I was trying to think of. Yeah, and there's more like that on the actual album. Again, that's somewhere in between miamontenegro.bandcamp.com. There's going to be a link in the description right below this here podcast. So thank you for supporting our fine independent uh, musicians, all of our friends and and listeners here on the show providing music and. Uh, uh, boy, I couldn't be more honored to uh, be able to present some of this music to you. And you know what yeah. I was thinking about actually doing? Because I am at heart a D double E J A Y. God, I'm so embarrassed I actually said that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm actually thinking about doing like once a month, like a straightaway music show where I. I did. I did one. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about just doing it where. We'll do it together. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that could be an idea too, or where I just maybe like count down my favorite 10 songs from the month or something like that, do yeah. another uh, countdown show like that, uh, offer it up on our Patreon page. I think that'll be a lot of fun. And plus, I can be a DJ again, right? I could be a jive yeah. radio DJ. Um, and now, now that we have all these indie songs and we're cleared to play them. I mean, why not? Why not do that? So don't send me any files, by the way. Don't send me any MP3s because I won't open them. You have to send me a link where I can download them somewhere online. So mm. thank you. Thank you for doing that. Okay, so... Uh, I just realized I have a celebrity story that I'm going to share very quickly. Oh, okay. you do. You do. <laughs> Great. Indigo Girls. I'll make this fast because it's a funny story. <laughs> Amy Ray from Indigo Girls showed up at a Go Figures gig, old band down in Atlanta, mid-90s. And it is like three months after they had just done Jesus Christ Superstar in Atlanta mm-hmm. and Seattle with the same cast. Yeah. Like, and my, and Amy Ray is Jesus and my brother was the drummer, right? So Amy Ray is at my show and she comes <laughs> up to me and she looks at me for a second because my brother is my twin. She goes, aren't she Tigger? That was his nickname back in those days. Your brother's nickname like, was no. Tigger? Really? Yeah. It was what? a hair dying accident. Long story. Um <laughs> Yeah, so she's like, aren't you Tigger? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry, other white meat. You know, I'm the gay one, like <laughs> the singer. And I was like, aren't you Jesus Christ? <laughs> and she says, no, nah, man, I'm off duty. Um, so, yeah, that's my Amy Ray story. But, you know, it's like, I feel like, why even bother with major label music anymore when I've got so many talented listeners and so many talented friends who have their own music? I'm just going to play that music on the show and have fun with it. And I know, um, Jody, you sent along some uh, music that Lonnie produced, your husband, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to start playing that. Okay, where do we go next? Uh, Paul Manafort's Jacob Wall. Jacob Wall. Oh, God, yeah, that's <laughs> that, that is hilarious. Let's, let's talk about Love that him. for a second. That's fantastic. Okay, so Jacob Wall, what, faked an attack on himself or something like that and then videotape a cartwheeling fireball of errors here from the like filing the police <laughs> okay, walk us through t-rex please to just like i mean the whole reason they were there in minneapolis is because they said they had proof that representative ilan omar democrat of minneapolis of minnesota mm-hmm. is married to her biological brother what what that's how racist they are that's like they're insinuating that she's that's that's what the affidavit that Laura Loomer. So in one scene that I sent to Bob. Oh, this it's morning, so funny. 
she like they found her house, which we can get into the ethics of showing a Congress. So Laura, but, but just back up house on TV. Back up yeah. for a second. Laura Loomer is Jacob Wall's sidekick, right? Is that what the right. deal is? Or are they, she's the one that crashed the production of Julius Caesar that had the Caesar that looked like Donald Trump. And she's just, a, <laughs> and she got kicked out of CPAC because she was heckling. Oh, journalists right. and She perceived yeah. as too right. liberal. And then she's standing there. She's like, I had dinner with what's her name? Hurricane Katrina. Um, the spokesperson, you know, the really embarrassed one anyway. The, oh, but, uh, who the, oh yeah. Uh, a heck of a job brownie. That guy. No, I was thinking about the Trump spokeswoman, Katrina Pearson. Oh, Katrina She's Pearson. Like, I thought you were talking about Hurricane, standing Hurricane there trying Katrina. To, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why are we talking about something from 2005? Sorry. Uh, that's so okay, like Laura so. Loomer got kicked out of CPAC and she stayed in there trying to get the guard to let her in. It's like watching a groupie trying to get backstage. <laughs> You know, she's just like, I had dinner with Katrina Pearson last night. I'm like, what are the, I'm a huge supporter, please. And now wow. as we see you're standing out in front of Representative Ilan Omar's house while this incredibly dramatic, like Spielberg Batman oh, movie. Yes, the music boom, is boom, perfect. Boom, 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 boom. You know, and there's this building tension as she's standing there on the doorstep with this affidavit that she wants Representative Ilan Omar to sign. And there's nobody home. And there's nobody home. And then it ends like the music builds and builds and builds and then stops and she goes, Oh, there's nobody home. And then it's over. <laughs> Dorks. Yeah. This is I texted this back to you, T Rex. I said, I wonder if they're doing that deliberately. I mean, are they are, are they, they deliberately, deliberately self owning? Are they liberal or? performance artists? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that has to be it. Because I mean, didn't I mean Jacob Wall turned up at a press conference where he was gonna have this bombshell information about uh, sexual assault by Robert Mueller and and right. the and this guy, Jacob Wall and his lawyer pal show up. And the lawyer has his fly down through the whole oh my God. fucking thing. His fly was down. I mean, not just down, but wide open as if it was just ready to launch. Like there was a, a missile that was around to launch right out of the silo, right? Uh, it is, and and you, you wonder, is this deliberate? I mean, does how he not do you, feel the breeze? You know? Yeah. I mean, how does anyone not notice? I mean, do they just not look in the mirror at all? Is that the Jacob Wall inner circle of pals? Like we don't we don't uh, actually have reflections in mirrors. Maybe they're vampires or something. Maybe they Maybe. don't. Know. <laughs> there you go. There so is another weird. great scene. I just saw like an excerpt from the film where he's sitting across the table from this guy who has the weirdest body language ever. Who's like sitting there in his suit with his arms folded and he's going, yeah. "Sometimes you're Batman, Jacob, but other times you're Iron Man. But I think you're Superman." And it's like, and Jacob Wall is just sitting there with his like. Like little giant head on his tiny stick body, just oh like God. swelling bigger and bigger. And I'm just like, what is the point of this? Yeah, um, you know, in Russia, in Russia, they referred to Jacob Wall as teen model Jacob Wall. What? Oh, gross. <laughs> no, they don't. Yes, they gross. Did. gross. Yes, they That's do. totally what he looks like. Teen model Jacob Wall. That is so good. I love that. That is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Teen model Jacob Wall. By the way, he blocked me, so I can't troll him anymore. Too bad. Oh, of course he did. Yeah, he's yeah. just how are people this organically stupid in the real world? I mean, his mama must have drank when she was pregnant. Like sterno. <laughs> oh my god. Like, oh my god. S- send email to Patreon.com/slash/TRexReport. There's no hyphen in T-Rex. Uh, I just, my god. Did his mom drink when she was pregnant? <laughs> or oh crack or meth or, I don't know, bleach. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <dang it. laughs> 
my. Okay. Well, hello. That's what it was. Yep. He's got star penis. He's got a star penis. Exactly. G- so long. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should explain. We were talking before the show about Trump sniffing being uh, a side effect of Propecia. A Propecia, and we about yeah. How pregnant women are urged to stay away from Propecia and to not handle broken or crushed tablets because it can absorb through their skin. And if they're carrying a male baby, it can give them a birth defect called star penis. Star penis. <laughs> star penis. And I just don't even want to know. It's my least favorite superhero. Star penis was just. <laughs> <laughs> it's my least favorite video transition. Star penis. <laughs> Florida man. Yes, <laughs> we have to. Can you add that star penis wipe to the uh, our yeah. local commercial, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So tell us what star penis is, just so we all know. I'm not super sure. I, this is, I, I, I hit right that now. particular oh, wait, phrase. No, wait. You didn't make that like, up, did you, about star penis? No, I did not make that up. That is a real thing. Oh, my God. I Ma- was reading. I, sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to read this weird pharmaceutical thing that fell out of the magazine <laughs> because I'm at the beach and there's literally nothing in this house to read. Uh, that I haven't read already. I'm yeah. going to read this. And I was like, star penis? Yeah, I did a search. Really? I just did a Google search for star penis. And the first and result came up. And I'm just getting up, movie stars and porn yeah, stars is biggest, all I'm Yeah, the first result was biggest celebrity penis. <laughs> uh, how about Propecia star penis? That's Pro- what I just Pro- looked or at. Or star penis birth defect. It's a, it's a, uh, huh. <laughs> I <witnessed> a- <laughs> <laughs> star penis. Um, yeah, I don't see T Rex. I'm sorry. I think you're making this up about star penis. I don't see anything about star. Penis I'm looking here. it up still. Yeah. Birth defects YouTube. Okay, I'm finding it. Star we'll penis. It. Oh, here we go. Hair loss okay. doc. Hair loss talk dot com. Yeah, I but told just, you it's Propecia. Maybe uh, just tweet that to Donald Trump something about star penis, and he's going to start referring to his own penis <laughs> as will. being a star penis. I'm the biggest star. They got the biggest star penis in the world. Um, okay, so Paul Manafort's lawyer and the president both lied about Amy Berman Jackson and collusion, right? So here's what Amy Berman Jackson said uh, in the courtroom yesterday, as uh, right before, in fact, she handed down the sentence against uh, Paul Manafort. See where there's any gray gray area here or wiggle room for Donald Trump to say no collusion okay here we go the question of whether there was any collusion with russia was not presented in this case period right therefore Mm -hmm. it was not resolved one way or the other by this case jackson went on to effectively mock manafort's attorney for peddling an irrelevant no collusion argument as she put it was but it was both a non sequitur and I, I'm fairly certain Donald Trump doesn't know the difference between Latin, the language, and Latino, the ethnicity. Right. So I'm sure he's going, boy, I don't, I don't, I don't speak Latino. You know, he's non sequitur. <laughs> I don't know what what is that Chinese? It's uh, China. Then that he went right outside and did it again, like in spite of what <laughs> yes. the judge said in her ruling. You right. know, there's no, you know, we weren't asking about collusion. It's completely irrelevant to this case. It's like trying to prove someone didn't commit murder in an arson case. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's just, right. What, what about unrelated to the matters at hand? Do you not understand? I mean, that was an right. actual phrase that the judge said yesterday. And then Trump gets on television uh, and says, 
I can only tell you. And he said no collusion, like, I don't know, what, like 30 times? 17 times in 69 seconds, I saw it. It's amazing. I can only Mm -hmm. tell you one thing again that was proven, proven today. No collusion. There's no collusion. There is no collusion, and there hasn't been collusion, and it was all a big hoax, and you know it. It was a hoax. It was all a big hoax, and now you're seeing it today again. No no collusion. The other day, no collusion. There was no collusion, and that is a big, fat fucking lie. God, I hate it. Collusion. There, yes. Collusion had nothing to do with a Manafort case. And they, exactly. I mean, I don't know how much more clear the judge could have been, but then... Paul Manafort's lawyer stepped out in front of the courthouse, uh, in front of a bunch of microphones, and <laughs> and did it again because they're just making sound bites. They're and, making they're chumming yes. the water. Yes. Doesn't that man look like a bowling pin in a suit to you? <laughs> like, he Wait, just kind of no collusion, you know, no murder in our arson case. Well, you know, I, I've been saying for a long time now that the guy who stands outside the Manafort courtroom holding those signs that say treason and all that crap, that guy needs some sort of award or medal. He needs to be honored with a speaking gig at the DNC at the Democratic yes. Convention in 2020. Uh, you know, if they can get uh, Joe the plumber to speak at the Republican convention, I think we need the sign guy to show yeah. up at the conve- the Democratic convention in 2020 and say a few words. This is what that guy was. This guy yelled and shouted down Manafort's attorney yesterday. Well, a bunch of people did. Basically, it was infuriating. Yeah. He's just like come out of the arson trial and said not guilty of murder. It, it just doesn't make any amazing, sense. Amazing. Here's that clip. Here's listen for the uh, the people in attendance there shouting and trying to interrupt uh, Manafort's lawyer as, as he's trying to deliver this lie. Judge Jackson uh, conceded that there was absolutely no evidence of any Russian collusion in wrong. this case. Oh so my that God. Makes two points. Two points. I ruled. No evidence of any collusion with any Russian. That's not what she said. Part number two. Very sad. That's not what she said. Very sad. That's not what she said. For such a callous, liar sentence that is totally unnecessary. Much like this. Wow. You guys are liars. I think that's good. I think it's good that they're doing that. Yeah. Because they can't use that, makes the soundbite worthless. (laughs) Right. It's like yes, a friend of mine told me, if you're ever ambushed by like InfoWars assholes with cameras, all you have to do is pull out your phone and play copyrighted music. It's like bug your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they can't you, use it and they'll run away. Remember that scene in, uh, in, in broadcast news where Albert Brooks goes out and he talks to that guy, that veteran returning from war, and he's, he's trying to interview the guy and the guy just goes, fuck, 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 fuck. And he just starts saying fuck over and over again. <laughs> Are we going to include this in the newscast? No, no, certainly not. Yeah, can't. So it's the same kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, gaslighting times a thousand. I mean, don't, you know, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes or your lying ears in this case? Mm-hmm. Or your, yeah, I mean, you're, you're reading the transcript and you're hearing uh, Amy Berman Jackson say, the, the, the collusion had nothing to do with this case. Uh, this didn't uh, support or um, or strike down the idea of collusion either way. No way did this happen. And they're saying, oh, yeah, see, the judge clearly said there's no collusion, right? Because she actually said the words no collusion. I mean, I think maybe that's where they're finding their wiggle room in all of this because she actually did say the phrase no collusion, but only to say that it was a non sequitur and has nothing to right. do with the case. They don't even care. 
No, they're they just don't. making chum for the orcs that watch Fox News. You know, they, they will be able to, like, you know, show the video of him standing at the microphone saying the judge found mm-hmm. no collusion. Yeah, yeah. And that's all they need. Right, right. Well, um, I want to talk about, too, this, uh, you know, the, the government shutdown um, hindering uh, this software upgrade for the Boeing 737. Oh, We're going to uh, take one last break and we come back. We'll talk about uh, that, you know, because you have to, uh, you know, make a, a, a bunch of airplanes drop out of the sky to own the libs, right? Okay, we'll yeah. be back right after these words. Friends of Romans, of bubbleheads, lend me your tubs. We come to banish dirt, not to raise it. The evil that some soaps do lives after them. Their good is oft washed down the drain. So let it not be with Bubble Genius. It's the Ides of March, and Bubble Genius celebrates our world's rich history this March 15th, a.k.a. the day the world said, See you later, Caesar, with our bloodbath bubble bath. Have your own worldly wash in our bubbly, sweet-smelling bubble bath, without all that bother of doing anyone in. So toss on a toga, lay on your laurel, and bubble down with us. Bloodbath by Bubble Genius, the home of natural and fun bath and body products. Beware the Ides of surfactants. Only at BubbleGenius.com. I'm Mark Antony, and I approve this message. Bob Seska! Yeah, this is Richard Turgeon, longtime friend of mine. And, you know, Yeah, he's really good. It's uh, richardturgeon.bandcamp.com. That's T-U-R. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Meat Puppets in a really good way. That's nice. Yeah, he he has been doing exceptional indie rock for a long, long time. In fact, I included a bunch of his songs in a... uh, independent film I directed back in 2002, 2003, somewhere around there. Just a hard-edged, but uh, with a pop sensibility. Really love it. This is, you know, I don't even know. I guess Meat Puppets would be the next closest thing, right? Uh, kind of, and I hear some Matthew Sweet. Yeah. yeah. better Because I don't really like Matthew Sweet, but I like this. You yeah. know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to include a link, obviously, to this. Uh, he also has a Bandcamp page, so I'm going to link to the Bandcamp page in the description below the show. So make sure and go and buy. This album is, uh, let me see, oh, In Between the Spaces. That's the name of this particular album by Richard Turgeon. So thank you to Richard for uh, helping us out here and, uh, and providing us with some amazing music. So again, thank you to all of our uh, listeners and our, our uh, uh, Patreon subscribers and so on for submitting all of your music. And it's just such a privilege to get to play all of it. Okay. So here we go. Um, this is uh, one of the many downsides of Donald Trump's little jerk-off exercise in shutting down the government for a month. Um, turns out that that government shutdown uh, delayed a software upgrade on the Boeing 737 MAX, which is the kind of airplane that uh, that crashed uh, in Ethiopia. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, you know, as I said before the break, at least Trump was able to own the libs. Why would that have delayed a private company doing it? Was there a, was there a regulation that it had to be uh, approved of from the FAA or something? Or? Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think it had to do with, uh, it was done being done in conjunction with the FAA. 
Oh, so okay, that makes yeah, sense. It's, it's otherwise zero. it was like, why does that stop a company from updating its software? Yeah, a I mean, software fix to the Boeing uh, 737 Max was delayed for months as discussions between regulators and Boeing ah, dragged okay, on. Yeah. So there was obviously there some uh, some uh, uh, tensions going on there, some discussions about uh, upgrades and so on, and those got delayed because of the government shutdown. Because there's, if the government shut down, the regulators can't actually go to work and talk to Boeing about their software upgrades. So uh, you. U.S. officials reported this, said the government shutdown halted work uh, on the fix for like five weeks. It got wow. delayed because of all of this. Um, yeah. And the, the story is, uh, let's see, from Rebecca Ballhaus, 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 is it? No. Actually, uh, she, uh, she tweeted it out, and the story is by Andrew Tangel and Andy Pastor uh, in the Wall Street Journal. And, of course, I can't read it because it's behind their Paywall. firewall. Yeah, thank you. Hey, I wish they would allow at least four because of paywalls. I, you know? No, I understand that, but like the Washington Post and New York Times, they'll let you read like four a month. Yeah, I know, and I thought Wall Street Journal did that too, but you no, know. they don't. They're hardcore. Uh, but I've been meaning to subscribe anyway, at least to the online edition, because you know we're in the business, so I guess I have to. But uh, I've already subscribed to New York Times, Washington Post, and I feel like Me well, that, that pretty much covers it. Um, meanwhile, Adam Schiff. This is uh, a, again, Adam Schiff is just out for blood now. Thank fucking God. You talk about no a consequence kidding. of the midterms. Adam Schiff suggested the Russians uh, may have laundered money. Through the Trump Organization, and the House Intelligence Committee oh, you is think? yeah, <laughs> Intelligence <laughs> Committee is investigating the matter. Again, we've been going back to this a lot because I like talking about that uh, Palm Beach property that Donald Trump sold to the who is it, the Fertilizer King or the Aluminum King? I forget which one it was. I think it was the I think it was the Fertilizer, it was the fertilizer guy. Fertilizer guy, yeah, Rebolalev. It wasn't uh, the fertilizer other guys. Man. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Oleg Deripaska. I think is the Fertilizer King, and Rebolalev is the uh, Aluminum King. Right, I think so. I think that's backwards. Oh, is it? Um. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But let's just let's just go with their actual name. So, uh, uh, Deripaska has Rebola nothing. To, Lev. <laughs> right, Deripaska has nothing to do with the story. It's Rabololev, uh, if that's in fact how you pronounce his name. Lots of lots of uh, vowels in that name, in particular. Um, but this is uh, again another thing, another thing to add to the pile to to the giant bonfire of the, uh, you know, the Trump crime family. One of the issues that we are looking at, Schiff said, is whether the Russians were laundering money through the Trump organization. And he said the committee is primarily concerned with whether or not Trump is compromised by a foreign power. Because if he's laundering money for the Russians, that's enough to compromise him. So mm -hmm. that kind of makes sense. Meanwhile, Adam Schiff also said that Trump should be indicted when he leaves office for the crimes that Michael Cohen was convicted of on his behalf. So this is this is just oh my god! It's like uh, I, I feel like I'm sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for some of this stuff to pop, but I just feel like it has something's got to pop soon because there are just there's so many things, and it seems like we've been well, tantalized. I saw a thing today that one of the lead prosecutors in Mueller's office is already like like making his like landing ready at the next job. Really. Yeah, it was like on MSNBC right before I logged on. That one of the and I don't know his name. I should have turned the volume up, but that was right when you came on and you were like, "Can you hear me?" Oh, um, really? So, so basically, so a prosecutor is now looking for his next. Right? Kid. No, I, I think Jackie Schechner was talking about that on Stephanie's show this morning as well. One of the top prosecutors for Mueller is looking at 
a teaching position at Harvard or something like that. Interesting. Interesting. Because I, so. I get the sense that obviously the stories that we heard a couple of weeks ago about the Mueller uh, investigation wrapping up and a report being imminent was mm-hmm. a little bit premature, it seemed like, uh, because now, I mean, aren't they extending um, uh, Rick Gates's cooperation by another 90 days? Or is that Mike Flynn? Maybe it's Mike That's Flynn. That's Mike Flynn. Yeah. So, but I mean, the, uh, the Mueller's office is like, well, I mean, I guess you can. We don't really need him for anything. You know, he's, just, <laughs> right. like, he's just hanging around. Well, and also, so, I don't think the special counsel's office needs to be functioning for them to continue prosecuting these guys, right? Because it's only really teeing up. I mean, the Mueller investigation is just teeing up these indictments. And then once once the indictments start, I mean, once the person's indicted and the trial begins, then it's just a matter of, uh, of federal prosecutors engaging in that trial. But, I mean, they right. don't need Mueller oh, to be sitting in his so office. Long. Yeah. I just feel like the longer he's in office, just like, I mean... I just, uh, yeah. I'm sure you guys have felt this at some point. You just hit that point where your brain hits a certain wall. Oh yeah. And you're just like, I can't stand it anymore. He's gotta go. Like every minute he's there is another opportunity for him to come up with some rat fuck technique for staying. Oh god, like, yeah, I know. But you know what? Let's do this. Let's let's cleanse our palate with some uh, some democratic news, huh? Let's let's talk positively about the Democrats for a little bit. And by the way, I, I warn you. Do not touch the third rail. Do not touch the third rail. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to have to leave the room. Bye. If you, you. if you say the BS name, then I just have to get up and leave. Because clearly, Social Security is no longer the third rail. It's that right. guy. It's that guy whose name will uh-huh. not be uttered on this show. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. I'm still feeling crispy from Monday night and Tuesday. And I'm not. I, just, I feel like there are too many people in the race now. Y- yeah, like I mean, too it's, many. It's just it's become a cattle call. And I just I think about those nightmare debates, the first few Republican debates yeah. when there was like a hundred of them mm-hmm. on stage with Chris Christie and <laughs> oh, and they were all trying to out evil each other. Do you remember? They were like, well, I don't think we should just kill the abortionists. Yeah, we should you know kill the women too. And the audience would bay and howl for blood. It was well, just, I just I feel like we're bathing in riches. I feel like we've got such a gigantic pool of talent. Such a, I mean, we've got I think several really strong possibilities for the nomination. I'm not going to go down the road of which ones I think are are better or worse. There is one person who I'm not going to say yet who I think should be the nominee. I'm not, obviously, I'm following my own rule. I'm not getting married. I'm just interested, curious, and You're fascinated dating. by... I'm dating. I'm, I'm trying until to... Until the debates get really going, until yeah. we've seen some policy positions and we've read some yeah. papers and stuff and people have made some legislative initiatives, it's kind of all just who I think is pretty. Yeah. You know? like it's Yeah, not, that is true. I mean, that's uh, the thing. I mean, you know, we have to, you know, obviously find someone who we think is... Uh, is presidential material, and these are all things uh, from aesthetics on down to issues. I mean, these are all things that are important, too, because you're superimposing that upon someone who doesn't follow politics close up every day like we right. do, uh, making a similar choice. And these are all mm-hmm. factors, well, like it or not, these are all factors that go into deciding. And I, I will tell you this, now that uh, Beto O'Rourke is in this, um, I I feel for the first time conflicted because I like Beto O'Rourke. I think Beto O'Rourke would make mm-hmm. a fantastic president. I like him not just because of his 
his own style. I like I like the Obama ness about Beto O'Rourke. Um, mm-hmm. That is something that to me is very appealing. Knowing what we're going through now and how that was, you know, I think the whole thing with Trump was in large part a reaction by the Red Hats to having Barack Obama for eight years. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certainly not blaming Obama for Trump. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that some people reacted to Obama by going with the exact opposite. I mean, the, in every way. Donald Trump is like bizarro Obama. He's like exactly the opposite of everything Obama stands for. Um, but better work is kind of like that. And, and along those lines, uh, uh, we do have some pronunciations for you here today. Um, <laughs> it is Beto. I, I'm told that it is. It is Beto. Beto. Yes. I'm told Beto. that uh, it is also Kamala Harris. Kamala, like comma, la, like a comma and then la, Kamala. Right, like the punctuation, comma, right. and then with the la mm-hmm. at the end. And then the uh, the really. Buttigieg. Right, it's Buttigieg. 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 So think like Bud and then Edgeedge. Buttigieg. Is he from Washville? <laughs> that's uh, that's right. He's, Is he, he from Washville? Yeah, he's that he's that Lou Dobbs weird sound that he made at uh, that time when he couldn't say that. Uh, Washville, and it doesn't even spell like anything. Like you look at the word and you go, "How did he get Washville?" Yeah, there? because there's like a uh, and, and there's you know an what? H and a Z or something in the name of that town. It's like yeah, Washville. Yeah, that's what he yeah. says. There's like a there's like a Z there and an X yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah, Washful-da. it's like Washville. <laughs> It's so weird. You know, when you look at it's so funny how like I mean this is one of the things I learned as a classical music announcer like names you always you look at it and you like, what is the easiest way to say this because complicated hard to say names they mm-hmm. just don't end up lasting through history yeah unless you're Polish or Dutch. And then all bets are off. Just <laughs> yeah, I know. About, you know, I always thought, because remember when Obama was first running, I remember Chris Matthews complaining about his name. It was like, how his, he's got this unconventional exotic Gee. name. Yeah, he was saying, he was calling Obama, saying Obama has an exotic name, which was offensive right. to me, especially knowing that we have had presidents who have been named Millard Fillmore and right. Grover God, right. Cleveland. I mean, my God. And we've, I mean, the, Millhouse. The, I mean, one of the Democratic yes. leaders on the House side is named Steny Hoyer, for God's sake. Right. Are you going to tell me that that's less exotic than uh, Barack Obama? Uh, well, the, the town that, that Dobbs tried to pronounce, this is the how it's spelled, is H-U-I-X-T-L-A. Right, right. It's Wait, uh, Washilda. Yeah, Washilda, something like that. H as in What? H-U-I-X, X is an X-ray, T-L-A. H-U-I-X-T-L-A. Okay, and the the Lou Dobbs pronunciation was... Washilda. Well, I, don't know where he got, I don't know where he got that. Barf, that looks like wheat lie to me. It does. That's what it looks like to me. Jesus, <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, and also, by the way, it's Julian. It's Julian, Julian Castro. Julian, Julian Castro, yes. right? Okay. See. So uh, the reason I bring this up is because Beto O'Rourke has now declared his candidacy. And right. uh, he's apparently abusing his text message privileges to his supporters so far. I've seen some complaints on Twitter that he's sending way too many text messages. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to anyone's text messages, so I don't know f- for a fact. I just see a lot of comp- a lot of people complaining about uh, uh, Beto O'Rourke and his use of text messaging. But that, see, that's to me, I think that that's a, ultimately a positive because he, if he's got his text messaging game worked out here, that's that's going to be a good thing because that's because it shows that he's collecting phone numbers. He knows uh, obviously through the uh, area codes and so on 
you know, how to link those up with whatever precincts and so on so they can start targeting precincts and, and whatnot. So we'll see. But, I, you know, again, I'm undecided. I, I have a favorite. I have a couple of favorites. Actually, I have more than a couple of favorites. I have maybe five favorites. So I'm happy with any one of the five uh, of my favorites. And I, I just I'll say who they are. I'll just go ahead and say who they are. Kamala Harris, uh, Beto O'Rourke, Elizabeth Warren, um, um, Kirsten Gillibrand, Amy Klobuchar. That's my that's my big five right there. I think isn't that all of them? I think that's I'm super <laughs> weird. Almost all, all of them. The, the bad boss stories about Klobuchar alarm me because I've had some really bad bosses, and there's a difference between being a tough boss and being fair, or being a bad boss. And I mean, there's a there's a line, yeah. and it just some of the stories I've heard are alarming yeah well um, i'm gonna have to call foul on you there too i'm gonna have to <laughs> because i think that that is much ado about nothing i, I think i think anyone at that level of uh politics is going to be a type a personality who is going to make sure that their staff it's does the, the public right dressings and, down that bother me the, the fact that she would take people's emails and make an example of them and send them out to the whole department of like this is the worst proposal i've ever seen and she would ridicule them in front of everybody, and that's not cool. Well, well I mean, when you have I, my issues is, with someone's performance. You take it up with them individually. You don't humiliate them in front of a group. It's yeah, but bad. why? Why are we? I mean, because I'm sure that Donald Trump says horrible things about his staff in public. I mean, he, we, we've actually seen we've seen him do it. Uh, you know, I would imagine. A, a lot of uh, I just members of the re- recently uh, come away from a bad boss situation. Oh, so. I see. Okay, so you're still a little, <laughs> a little twitchy. From that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I just think that uh, that this was a. I, I think there was a little bit of uh, sexism in this. I think that this was born mm-hmm. out of the, the the idea that oh, mm. we have to hold these uh, women candidates to a different standard as our male candidates because I don't I don't remember a story in which there was oh my god that guy running for president he was really mean to his staff in public and uh, we just never see that we uh, and right. this is like the first time I think I can remember a story along those lines. So it feels like. That was fed into the bloodstream to kind of undermine a, a woman candidate. A, a well, woman it's senator. like when that's Hillary... fair, but if it's true, it still bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it doesn't be true mean, about all. Yes, of them. I found out about it in a bad way because it was being used against her because she's a woman. But it's yeah. still not cool. What were you well, going to say, Jody? Well, remember when Hillary Clinton was running and everybody said she's cold and calculating, yada oh, yada. Yeah, now yeah, they're right. saying that Kamala Harris is too. Is connecting too much with the voters. Jesus so, oh, I, that Politico story made me yeah. just want to cut my own throat. I mean, I, what are, what are, what, I, I, it's like, okay, you can't. I know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, no, I just made a fart that's noise. Better. I just, that's better. That's better. I just made this noise. Wait, commentary. is that the one? No, that's, that's not no. either of those. Maybe it's both of them together. <laughs> no. I, I, I'm playing the wrong sounds. Wait, what's, what's going on here? There it is. There it is. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. <sighs> I heard that all the way in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's We're still way early. I know Buzz yeah. had some uh, some good things to say along these lines on her Tuesday show with regard to, uh, you know, it's, a lot, it's fun to, to kind of muse about who the ticket could be. But we need, need to make sure that we're not getting too wrapped into a candidate because that's. That's where we get the third railism that's happening right. with uh, you know that mm, guy that, that guy who shall not right. be named. 
who I just I desperately don't want to. I'm already no. exhausted by the whole thing. You know, it's like we haven't even had the first debate and I'm tired. Yeah, I know. Just I mean, like, remember, I mean, in fact, you and I talked about this in 2008 T-Rex with the uh, Obama Hillary thing. I remember you uh, blogging something along the lines of this is like when your parents fight. I'm so tired of watching my parents <laughs> fight. I'll never yeah, forget that exactly. T-Rex uh, blog post. And, and, and that's we're already there. And we're like a year out from Iowa. I mean, Iowa's January, right? January of 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, by this but time, Iowa is meaningless. I yeah, mean, has anyone who won Iowa? Won but I mean, just as a, in the last ten races. But I mean, as really? a as a threshold into the serious part of the campaign. I mean, that's basically yeah. what it is. And what I'm saying is that we're far away from just the beginning. I mean, we're not even close yeah. to the beginning. I mean, there's we're we're not we're what uh, another two three months away from the first debate. I don't. I can't it's even imagine early, what it's going to be like. The debates. It's. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we started having the 2020 campaign as soon as the 2018 midterms were over yeah. is a sign that we're on like cracked out media. <laughs> uh, like it's just. It's a wrong. It's wrongness. Yeah, it's it just, is. You know, it's it's bad for the it's bad for the mind. Well, so, speaking of wrongness, um, when we dig into the post mortem show today on our Patreon page, BobSeskaShow.com. Uh, I want to talk about this uh, Humane Society tweet about this uh, this animal oh. testing they're doing for pesticides. Yeah. Oh no! Oh my God! Oh my God! I mean, it's so bad that the hu- I mean, usually the Humane Society doesn't step up and take an activist approach like this with uh, animal testing, but they have taken upon themselves to tweet about this uh, Dow Chemical series of tests that they're going to be doing with their pesticides, and it is. It is atrocious, and I you know I seldom get involved with actual activism, but this is a case where we got to have a call to action. And you know what? I'm, I'm just going to mention it a little bit here now because more people I think are listening to this in the postmortem show. Go to uh, Dow Chemical, their uh, their uh, Twitter page, and, or my my Twitter at Bob Seska underscore Go, and you'll find the tweet. I know uh, Malcolm Nance retweeted it. They're testing their pesticides on something like 39 beagles. For God's no, sake. No. And, the and video, then they're going to put them all down, too. It's awful. Yeah. And the video is just Why? chilling. It's awful, awful, awful. We're going to talk about that on the post mortem show, but just letting you know now uh, if, if you can do something, if you can make a phone call, if you can send an email, if you can send a tweet to these guys to get them to stop this, it has to stop. This is barbaric. This is inhumane. This is something that. Uh, people of the future, future generations are going to look at us and look back at this time and go, why did they do it? How awful is that? All right. Well, that and a lot more is coming up on our postmortem show at bobseskashow.com. Meanwhile, support Jody Hamilton at from-the-bunker.com. Also, the Stephanie Miller Show, stephaniemiller.com. Also, patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. You have a brand new chapter out, right, today? Yes, sir. Subscribers are reading uh, a chapter at a time. I'm putting up my book that I'm writing. I read it aloud. Post one a week. I've just made chapter one public. Oh, great. The first one's free. So anybody can listen to that. It's, uh, I put right. a link to it up on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put a link in the comments to the show, too. This Me- show. Meanwhile, support your local music. Support your indie music right here. MiaMontenegro.bandcamp.com. Yes. RichardTurgeon.bandcamp.com. That's T U R G E O N. Links in the description below. Go do it right now. Meanwhile, post word of show coming up next. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Hey.